Happy New Year. I hope you're doing all right. Uh, watching from home, it's been great to watch the chat and hear where everyone's joining from. Um, we would love to have a little look this evening at a passage which is kind of a St. Nick's favorite. And it's Ephesians 3, uh, verses 14 to 21. So if you have a Bible, you could grab a Bible or look at it online, or I'm just going to read it now and you can have a listen. So this is Ephesians 4, verses Ephesians 3, verses 14 to 21. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I wonder what your hopes you're looking forward to in 2021. Uh, maybe it's the end of lockdown, quite simply. Maybe it's the arrival of the vaccine. Maybe it's a holiday at any point during this year. Maybe it's a full Christmas dinner with all the trimmings in August with your family. Maybe it's a good cup run. Uh, Marine FC are currently playing Tottenham Hotspur, and apparently it's nil-nil still, uh, as far as I know, unless anyone knows differently. I mean, that's quite exciting. I don't know what you're looking forward to, but at the same time, there will be challenges. I'd love to promise you that 2021 is going to be a lot easier than 2020. Let, let's hope that it is. But I can't promise that because it's always a question of battle and blessing. Battle and blessing all the way throughout life, all the way throughout scripture. Uh, one of the things that I really enjoyed about Christmas was what we were able to give Barney for his Christmas. His presents are far more interesting than ours. So I brought two of them along this evening. Uh, the first one is a marble run that you can put on top of Duplo. Who knew this was available? But it's, we've been enjoying it. And Jill and I, the other night, uh, we actually got out his marble run to play with it ourselves when he wasn't around, so he didn't wreck it. So that was quite fun. So if you have a little look at this, it goes down and up and down and up and down and up and down. It's quite fun, isn't it? That's kind of what life feels like. Ups and downs, battles and blessings, one after another. But actually, I found it really helpful, something that Rick Warren said. He said he used to think of life like that battle and then a blessing and then a battle and a blessing. And actually, he said, it's much more like a train track. This is another present that Barney happened to get for Christmas from a grandparent. Uh, this is an electric Brio train, which just goes along like that. But actually, this is a much better illustration of what battles and blessings look like, because Rick Warren said it's actually more like two tracks. There's always a battle track and a blessing track. You're constantly riding both tracks in your life. Now, I've found that encouraging in some ways, to know that that is the reality in life. In fact, Jesus says something quite similar 
to that. In John chapter 16, verse 33, he says, In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. There will be trouble in this year, but take heart, you're not on your own. Jesus has overcome the world. So if you want to know how to get through 2021, the answer is look at Jesus. Focus on Jesus. It's the best thing that you can possibly do. Look at the example of his life, how he lived his life, and know the presence of Jesus in your life this year. One person who took that advice to heart was St. Paul. St. Paul encountered the person of Jesus on the road to Damascus. It's now famous. People talk about having a road to Damascus experience. But he was basically on the road and he encountered the risen Jesus Christ for himself. And it totally altered the way that he saw life. He wanted to focus his life from then on on the person of Jesus, living as Jesus lived. He wanted to live a cross-shaped life. And so he writes to the Ephesians, these Christians in uh, modern-day Turkey, little church. He writes to them and says... I'm praying for you that you would know the love of Christ and how deep and high and wide and long it is. So this is what I've been thinking about. How am I going to approach 2021? Well, I want to look at it in the way that St. Paul does. Through the lens of Jesus, the love of Christ, and those four different directions. So four things you might want to think about for this year. Firstly... Dig deep. Dig deep. Build faith that will last. You know, last year was a real battle, and, and this year may be a battle as well. But verse 17, St. Paul says, I pray that you that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, being rooted and established in love. It's an interesting thing. He says that he wants them firstly to be rooted and established in love. He says he's praying for their faith. And the greatest thing that you can do this year is invest in your faith to become rooted and established in God's love. Now, the, the word rooted uh, makes us think of roots. That just before the lockdown, uh, I went with my family uh, to meet up with Jill's uh, brother and sister-in-law and their family. And we, we met up at a place called Avebury. And they had these trees there. And I think we've got a, a picture of one of these, these trees. And this tree, uh, these four trees next door to each other, you can see the roots that are going so wide. In fact, uh, the bundle of roots is at least as wide as the canopy above it. And we don't see roots. When you see a tree, you only see what's above the ground. But actually, the roots are far more important than what's above the ground. It's the same with our faith. What's going on underneath the surface in our faith is far more important. Uh, Jesus gives a similar example. He says, when the seed of faith is planted in people, he says the most important thing is that it lands in good soil so it can develop roots. The roots are the thing that keeps the plant or the tree going in tough times. He says, I want you to be rooted. And then he says, I want you to be established in love. I'm praying that you'll be established in love. Established is a bit like buildings. Buildings are established. 
They don't move. And the reason why they don't move is because of the foundations. Again, it's what's hidden that's important. Uh, in this church, we've got this, this picture uh, that we have here. Dig deep. Uh, build a faith that will last. We've got this little picture here of the foundations of St. Nick's. That's kind of a value for us. We want to dig deep foundations of faith here in this building, uh, and it's like a picture of the solidity that comes. So Paul says, I, I pray that you're rooted and established in love. And love is only found in relationships. Love doesn't mean anything unless it's grounded in a relationship between two people or between us and God. And actually, if you look at Jesus and his teaching, he's asked one day, you know, what, what advice would you give us in terms of a, a good life? He says, I'll sum up all the commandments for you. Love God and love your neighbor. In other words, prioritize relationship with God and with others. So how are we going to dig deep roots this year of faith, build relationship with God and with other people? How, how do you build your relationship with God? Well, it starts by knowing that God thinks you're amazing, that he created you. That's what the Bible's all about, that he loves you, that he came up with the idea of you. Wherever you're watching this now, God loves you and created you. You know, your parents may have brought you up, but Jesus, God thought you up. You're his idea. And so it makes sense to put him right at the center of our lives at the beginning of this year. Now, if you're anything like me, I, I have that intention most of my life, but I often find that I drift away. I drift off track. And you know what happens is like at the beginning, you're sort of marginally off track and Jesus isn't quite the center. And then gradually, those paths move away. And I find actually I've become very distant. So many things can come in the way of our relationship with God. The desire for comfort. If you're anything like me, just wanting comfort is more important than God. Relationships are great with other people, but they can get in the way too. Our money or our fears, all these things can crowd out the relationship we're meant to have with God. So my encouragement to you, the great news is, we might have drifted miles apart from God, but it only takes a second to get back on track. God loves to forgive. It's all free. You know, religion is all about earning favor with God. You know, our secular culture says we need to look like something or perform in a certain way or achieve something to be accepted. The gospel is totally different. You are accepted right now, right as you are, if you come to God. So get back on track right now. Take an opportunity to do that. Now, I've decided to do that this year through my New Year's resolution. My New Year's resolution is that I will try and go for a run every morning. And my resolutions normally last around two weeks. So I'm about halfway through. And I've managed three runs so far in the last week. But the great news is I've been able to listen to the Bible in One Year Express Edition. This is a new option. Ten minutes, which means I only have to run for ten minutes. That's a kind of a win-win. But actually, I've been finding it really helpful uh, in these last few days to listen to the Word of God, allow it to sort of get stuck into me. That's the first thing I want to listen to in the day. So, relationship with God, but also relationships with one another. Um, we are created for relationship. And actually, the most powerful thing we experience is good relationship. 
It's also the most painful thing we experience is when relationships go wrong. But nonetheless, we were created to be with each other. You know, God says in Genesis, it's not good to be alone. He creates man and woman to be together. And in Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says, don't give up meeting together, but encourage each other. It is so important. Uh, this is what I'm approaching this, this lockdown. I want to do this lockdown differently. I haven't done it very well the last time. I feel like I've got a third shot at it. And one thing I'm determined to do is to prioritize my relationships. Try and connect as much as possible, even if it's through Zoom, with other people. So can I encourage you in this year as we begin, dig deep. Prioritize your relationship with God and with other people. And you will dig roots, deep roots of faith. So first thing is dig deep. Secondly, reach wide. Reach wide. Work together for the good of others. Verse 18, St. Paul says this. He prays that you may have power, together with all the Lord's people, to grasp the love of Christ. The love of Christ is for you and it's for everyone around you. I find that quite staggering sometimes. I know it sounds a bit selfish, but I can often forget that God loves everyone else that I come across just as much as he loves me. You know, God hasn't got favourites. Uh, we were watching The Crown uh, over Christmas, and uh, I, a slightly exaggerated story, I think, but there's stuff there about favourites and the dysfunction that comes from parents having favourites. You know what? The great news is God has no favourites. He loves your neighbour just as much as he loves you. He loves your colleague who you're going to be on Zoom with tomorrow morning just as much as he loves you. He loves uh, your person that takes your rubbish away, the person who serves you in the shop just as much as you. And he is desperate for them as well to grasp how much he loves them. How will they know? Well, you can have a role in that too. Pray in line with St. Paul. This is what I'm going to do for this year. I'm going to start praying for the people that I come across that they would know, they would grasp how wide and deep and long and high the love of Christ is for them. St. Nick's at the building here. We don't just have uh, the foundations. Next door to us, we have a bridge. Uh, it's here. We've got a little icon of that, the bridge. And... The bridge is a symbol of reaching wide. The gospel is about going out. St. Paul took that to heart from Jesus. He went to the Gentiles even though he was a Jew. Jesus spent all his time with people who were not like him. We're called to go, to make a difference where we can. And that might just be little ways on your street, in your neighbourhood. It might be big ways. I've loved the way that we as a group, as a church, have joined together um, in the last few weeks and months. In the last 10 months, this church, you, have distributed over five tonnes of food through the food banks to, to Bristol, food banks in the south and the east. Uh, we've done over a thousand recipe packs. That's thanks to you for the sheltered housing. Uh, love Christmas appeal. People came into this building and packed 750 boxes to families and those in need, the homeless, school children. Uh, all those things are having an impact on others. But you know the thing that's excited me most is that we're going to do this in partnership. 
You know, St. Paul says here, you have power together with the Lord's holy people. It breaks my heart when I see the divisions in the church, in Christians sort of slagging each other off. You know, many people sort of say, well, no, no, they're they're not proper Christians. You know, uh, we are the proper Christians. You know, we have the truth. It's not true. You know, I don't have the truth. You don't have the truth. You know, none of us has the truth on our own. Jesus is the truth. And together, we are the body of Christ. Together, we are Jesus to the world. And therefore, we need each other. We need to work with each other. The excitement for me is the way that we've been able to work with the Catholic Church in, in Easton, with Father Richard Mackay and St. Nicholas Tolentino, with uh, Pastor Fatima and Ossian. We were helping them get a grant for money over uh, the Christmas period so that they could distribute hampers. To, the, to work together is the most beautiful thing. So reach wide. What is that going to look like for you in 2021? The great news is God is a God who longs for others to know his love. And we can be his hands and feet in this world to reach out to others. So reach wide. Thirdly, go long. Go long. Invest for the future. Verse 21 says, To him, to Jesus, be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. Another symbol we've been thinking about here at St. Nick's is the river, the Avon River, which is right next to us here. Uh, We've got a picture here of that river. And the river here, River Avon, I was doing a little bit of uh, research uh, the River Avon, there are seven River Avons in the UK. Uh, this is one of them. And the word Avon, originally in a Celtic language, meant uh, river. So it's basically river, river. There's a lovely piece of trivia to share at your next Zoom appointment that you've got. Anyway, the thing about rivers are this river is incredibly old. I mean, this building is kind of old. It's a couple of hundred years, 300 years maybe. But that river is not hundreds of years old, not even thousands of years old. It's probably millions of years old. And yet, every day, fresh water flows through it. God is even older than the river Avon. He is eternal. He's always existed. And yet, he's always doing a new thing. He's always doing something fresh. He's always wanting to bring something new into our lives. So actually, you, can, you don't have to worry about your 2021 because God's been around before. He'll be around after. He's seen these kind of things before. He'll take you through. But what is he going to do that's new and fresh in your life this year? One of the things that we can do as a community is to invest in the future, invest in those who are younger than us. I remember when I was uh, 11 years old, I was shy and timid and like not, not full of confidence at all. And I remember being on a youth camp and someone, uh, one of the helpers came up to me and just sat with me and talked with me for ages. And the encouragement that he gave me, I will never forget that conversation. It just gave me so much confidence that God cared about me and loved me. When I was 14 years old, uh, and I was shy and absolutely petrified of public speaking, I remember a teacher who came up to me and said, you know what, you should give it a go. 
You could have a go. Don't worry too much about it. I still remember that conversation. When I was 26, I was working in a company uh, in France. I was kind of enjoying my job, but I was sort of restless. I didn't know what to do. And I had this idea about going for ordination in the Church of England. And my boss in a secular company, not a Christian, he sat me down and gave me a really good talking to. And he said, you've got to follow your heart and your passions. You know, I still remember that conversation. You know, what conversation could you have with someone younger than you that will change the course of their life forever? You might not know it at the time. How can you encourage and draw out the best in other people? You know, my encouragement to you is to get stuck in, invest in the future in the younger generation. So maybe you're a student and you could help with the youth. Maybe you're youth and you could help with the kids. Maybe you're 20-something and you could help with the students. Maybe you're beyond 20-something, like me, and you could help with any of those. What an impact you could have on people's lives in this community. What impact might you have? I love the LDY that is happening. I've been so excited to see these three amazing people, uh, Mal and Hattie and Annie, each of them grow so much this year. Could that be something for you or for someone you know? So, thirdly, uh, fourthly and lastly, aim high. Aim high and give God your best. The picture that I have uh, is of, the, here we have the, the spire with the cross on top. You know, St. Nick's is a tall building. It's the equal ninth tallest in Bristol. I'm very proud of that. And, um, but you can see this cross from all over the place. And I love that. I love the fact that you can look up and see the top of the church. And for me, that points me back to God. That's what spires were intended to do, to point us back to look at God. And that's what St. Paul does at the end of his prayer. He says this in verse 20. To him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power at work within us. It can be easy, can't it, to sort of think, I've got to try and dig deep. I've got to try and you know, reach wide. I've, I've got to try and you know, go long. All these things. I'm barely surviving getting through one day, to be honest, in lockdown. How on earth am I going to do that? Well, the great news here is you don't have to do it on your own. In fact, don't do it on your own. You will just get exhausted. But if you rely on the power of God, if you seek the power of God through the power of his Holy Spirit, then things will begin to change. He says here, more than you can ask for. What are you asking God for? It's a little challenge for this year. You know, God can do more than that. What can you imagine happening in your life and in your faith? God can do even more than that. And as I said, religion makes us work harder. That's what the world, the culture makes us do, work harder. But actually, the gospel means you don't have to work harder. You just have to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. What is he saying to you? So allow him to begin this year. Allow him to motivate you. Allow him to speak to you. In a moment, we're going to have a chance to pray and to listen to the Spirit of God. What is the Spirit saying to you at the moment?
Now, St. Paul met Jesus. His life was completely changed. And he spent the rest of his life trying to live out like Jesus did. But he only did it through the power of the Holy Spirit. So my encouragement to you is hold on to Jesus. Allow him to fill you with his spirit and then go for it. Give everything. Give everything to what God calls you to do and you will not regret it. The other day I walked with uh, Jill and Barney down to a little street near us in South Bristol where there is the latest Banksy. I don't know if you've heard about that in Totterdown. You may have even been to go and see it. So we went to go and see it, and I think we have a picture of it here. It's on the steepest street in the whole of England, Vale Street near us. And um, there is, the Banksy is there. Uh, it's a woman who's basically sneezing out her false teeth. And it's kind of a, a picture of, I don't know, it's kind of funny, but it's also kind of slightly tragic. Um, here's a picture of me. Uh, that is slightly tragic. <laughs> That's very tragic. Here's me doing my, you know, ubiquitous jokey one. But I, as I was looking at it, I then uh, looked past that Banksy and up to the spire at the top of our hill. There's a church on the top of our hill. And as I was there, I felt the Lord speaking to me. I felt him saying, look, you're in the midst of a global pandemic. Yes, life is difficult for you and many others, but the cross stands above it all. In fact, if we zoom in on that church, uh, there's the cross right at the top. It might seem small and insignificant. But you know what? Jesus is over it all. He has overcome the world. Yes, you're going to have trouble, but take heart, Jesus says. I have overcome the world. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for those reassuring words. Take heart, I've overcome the world. And Lord, we offer you ourselves again today. We want to give you ourselves at the beginning of this new year. We want to ask for your power, the one who can do immeasurably more than we can possibly ask or imagine. Would you... Fill us with your spirit again today. Help us this year, empowered by your spirit, to dig deep relationship with you and with others. Help us to reach out to those who cross our path, who you put in our path, to share the good news of Jesus with them. And Lord, help us to invest Help us to invest in those over whom we can have huge encouragement and influence. We pray, Lord, that you'd use us all to dig deep, to reach wide, to go long, and to aim high, trusting that you are at work through the power of your Holy Spirit. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.